Daisy Spark. Hello, TDSers. This is Nahal, live from Los Angeles, in person, in the flesh. I've actually never done an in-person interview because this was a pandemic baby, and yeah. we were doing virtual everything. And we have cast members from Love is Blind, Natalie and Deepthi. Thank you for being on today. Thank you for having us. So tell us a little bit about like the growth from season one to season two, because I know it's been chaotic, because you had season one where we saw both of your love stories and kind of play that out, and then you took a little bit of a break, and then you had to film season two what was that growth like yeah I think um so basically we saw the uh like the whole season one unfold and then what literally within like a two three weeks of that we started filming after the altar so it's been it's been quite a journey because you know all of the emotions that you went through and you kind of like are getting back to a little bit of normalcy now and it just hits you again you're like oh I have to relive this and then filming right after that you know our emotions were really on a high again and but I think with the love and support of our friends, like we, yeah. we've been able to kind of get through it. But it's been it's been a wild journey. How about you, Natalie? Yeah, no, it was it was definitely really tough because we didn't know what to expect with uh, you know our season coming out, season two, and, and kind of seeing our love stories play out, um, and then going right into filming after the altar and still being on this emotional high that you know Deepdi alluded to. It was. Um, you know, it's very interesting now watching it six months after that <laughs> yeah. and, and seeing like, wow, you know, we, it, it was definitely a really tough journey that we had to go through. Um, but I do see, especially in After the Altar, I think a lot of growth in us mm-hmm. in terms of um, being a bit stronger um, as, you know, single women at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so one of your storylines that we were all really, really invested in was obviously with Kyle. Mm-hmm. I remember when we went to go get dinner, Kyle yeah. dropped you off in Chicago, yeah. and you guys were just <laughs> friends then. So tell me a little bit about what we saw on screen, because, you know, the it ended with y'all you know, obviously trying it out. And then I saw the Instagram post like two days after and then I was like, what happened? Yeah. I think, um, you know, we built, like, I know as I was telling you at dinner, you know, we have such an amazing friendship. Um, and you know, we built that foundation. We were really there for each other emotionally. And of course there was feelings there, but after the altar really forced us to kind of face those feelings because we were getting so many questions from everyone. And it was honestly time that we talked about it. So I think, you know, we both didn't want to lose each other, but we also didn't want to, you know, lose our friendship, but we had to kind of take that step you know, because otherwise we'd have regrets, you know? And yeah. so I'm really glad that we tried and, you know, it, it didn't end up as we expected, yeah. but that's, again, you learn so much about yourself in that process and what yeah. you're looking for in a relationship and what you're not looking for. So that's true. And then, but one of the biggest things you talked about was like keeping that friendship. So is that obviously it's going to change friendships change, which is like the gamble that you were taking. Yeah. So what kind of happened after you still as close as you were before is a little bit of like, you know, stepping back, obviously needing that space and time to heal yeah you know we tried to be friends right after and it was just too tough I think yeah. we, we had too many feelings and it was tough to see each other with other people yeah and um you know it just the friendship just doesn't come back to the way it was yeah. and so I think we need to give ourselves space to kind of heal and like grow separately yeah I feel like um, you were put in a tough situation at um you know after the altar when you had your birthday I believe where it was like Shayna came also and Shane was there and you were kind of like you know everyone had their exes around and things weren't as comfortable how did you navigate that yeah so thankfully Shane was not there but you know having Shana there was a bit awkward 
Um, you know, I think there's a, a lot of history in terms of that relationship yeah. with her um, that I had, especially her being my former friend. Yeah. And watching season two and kind of seeing some of the things that she said behind my back or or did that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Um, so I think going into, you know, my birthday party and having her there was, you know, a bit weird for sure. Yeah. One of the things that was kind of confusing throughout the season was definitely around the text message scenario and stuff. And as a watcher, I was just confused throughout it because what you have said made clear sense. You, from what I remember, you went on the phone and you saw the messages and it was unsent. So that means they're gone. They're no longer available. And then when everyone's asking like, hey, where are the messages? Where are the messages? You're saying they're not there because obviously they were unsent. And then at the end of the show, we saw everyone saying like, I haven't seen the messages, which it made it seem like, like it was like people, it was not true. But again, you said it, they were unsent as you saw them. So like, what would, can you explain the text message situation? A bit? Yeah. So I was clarifying in that ending scene where I go, not text messages, messages. I was clarifying that they were Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Ads. And you can uh, unsend because, those. <laughs> yeah. Cause I want to be like very clear with the story and be like, you know, yeah. if I'm speaking the truth, I was like, I want it to be very clear. Like, I don't want it to be like, I want to get all the details very much out there. So I felt like that ending scene, um, you know, I really hated it. One of yeah. the things that I talked about, that didn't make it to the final edit is I was like, I have text messages and email with Shane talking about these DMs and him unsending and deleting DMs Mm -hmm. and messages. So, you know, I felt like that part was a bit unfair in terms of um, kind of, I think painting me as if I wasn't being truthful. Yeah. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I think my arms are tied in in that it became like a he said, she said type of situation. Yeah. Um, I think I can only be glad that I was honest with myself. I know what I saw and I was uncomfortable with it. And I made it very clear um, to him about it. And, but, you know, it's been six months now. Yeah. Since I talked about it, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, you know, even watching this after the altar, it was tough. But I think you know, I have to remember it's also been six months and yeah. I've done so much healing and moving on from that point. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, kind of like a non-issue now. Yeah. Um, so I was going to actually ask both of you. So we're kind of in the show. It seems like there's a bunch of sides happening and people have their own. Did, at any point, was it like ever feeling like bullying to you in any way? Or do you feel like, you know, it was just clear sides around like, you know, people had a he said, she said story. Like by Shane and Shayna, did you feel like you were getting bullied by them? Because when as a watcher, sometimes it just felt like it was, you know, a little bit hard to watch at times. Yeah, I mean, definitely for me as a viewer, yeah. I wasn't sure what they talked about in the scenes that they filmed together. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily call it bullying, but it was definitely disappointing. Yeah. Um, just seeing them downplay the situation or kind of change a narrative that that isn't true. So it was hard for me to watch. You know, I think you hope that... Um, at least my hope was for Shane that he would own up to it. Yeah. Um, though I do understand why he did it, but it was definitely hard. Yeah, I think it's like hard with these like interviews and stuff because you you don't know what people are saying, right? Are yeah. you watching it the same time I'm watching it? Yeah, we're watching it <laughs> in real time with everyone. So I think it's like you know, you had no idea what was going to come to fruition with the show airing. Yeah. So you know you can only just like. Honestly, you can't, like, you know, get yourself to a level of where they impact you. You have to be able to kind of step back, and that's what Natalie has done, and be like, you know what, I've moved on from this. I don't want to, you know, go through this emotional hurt and pain again. Like, there's no point in 
and it's a hard it's a hard thing to do because it's unfolding again it's like resurfacing old wounds so Ugh. it's yeah. it's hard i know did people like come like obviously there's so many trolls on instagram and tiktok too and everyone has an opinion about everything and yes. so it's probably even harder because you just healed from it then you relived it and you said this on the podcast the last time you're like i yes. just relived like yeah. why am i reliving this and yes. it's like again you have yeah. to do it yeah I think it really comes with the territory, but unless you're going through it, you don't really understand yeah. how much of an emotional toll it can take on you. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just made us stronger and we realize, you know, other people's um, opinions of us do not define yeah. what our reality is. And we have to remember who we are at the end of the day. And that's good people who are just trying to go through this experience and, yeah. like, you know, just take it for what it is. My favorite thing about the show is honestly your guys' friendship and everything. And I feel like I love seeing the cast just hang out together and everyone's just on really good terms, especially I feel like the girls are just like having the best time of their lives. Can you tell us a little bit about how these friendships developed and how you guys kind of just stay intact and stay in touch? Yeah, I think we lean on each other for so much support. that like Because you've been through it. Exactly. And no one else understands our situation, you know, so we um, rely on each other when, you know, when we're going through something emotionally and it's like, hey, like I'm having a really bad day or like there's so many trolls coming after me. Like I need your advice. I need your help. And it's like every single one of the girls have like always step up yeah. and you know we're on the phone for hours <laughs> talking about it and it's like and you know trauma bonds you yeah <laughs> right i think it was so unexpected yeah the friendships that i took away from the experiment like with deep d danielle mallory ayana and i becoming so close yeah and really relying on each other like we did not expect it at all because yeah. we have very different personalities. We come from very different backgrounds. Yeah. And I think um, beyond trauma, though, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what, at least what I took away from everything is like the power of women, but the power of friendship. Oh, like, I love that. System to get through yeah. everything, like the public attention, the judgment, the opinions from viewers, yeah. things like that. We really had to rely on each other. That's one of the biggest differences I also see in season one and season two cast. Obviously, I don't know the season one cast, but from that one, you saw two marriages like come out and still are stable at this point. But from this one, I feel like even though the marriages did not last, the friendships, I see the cast hang out more. I see y'all just support each other and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Have people compared the first season to this season and char- not characters? You guys are real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. A lot of comparison. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're like, they're, you know, I hate it when they say season two failed. And it's like, no, we didn't. We went, I think it's important to normalize going through hard relationships and understanding that sometimes it doesn't work and that's okay. So it's like, it's exemplifying a different part of a relationship, yeah. you know? And so I, I don't think that it's failed at all. We found love in unexpected ways. <laughs> yeah. With each other. Yeah. 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 Like, we still got a love story. I know. Yeah. You really, really did. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel like about the comparisons and stuff as well? Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I don't think you could compare both seasons. Yeah. We're very different human beings and, it, you know, we're very different people um, compared to the season one cast. Um, but I think that's natural, I think, with any show. You know, yeah. I think as more seasons come out of Love is Blind, I think that hopefully that comparison will stop. Yeah. Because we see so many different, you know, people on, on the future cast. So, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we know who we are. Yeah. Um, 
And, and I think we've also accepted that people are only seeing a slice of who we are. Literally. I, I always say, I always have to like check myself too when I watch reality TV shows because I get so many opinions about people. Yeah. I'm like, okay, they're real people. They have real lives. You can't yeah. just like hate a character. You can't yes. love a character because you're not character. You're real people. Exactly. I, I completely changed the way I watch it. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no judgment at whatsoever. Like I need to know the full truth <laughs> no, about this. Oh, right? really? yeah. I'm more like analytical. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, like how many minute. times do you have to do yeah. this? Yeah. Also, I like I've been watching all the edits more closely too. I'm like, yeah. oh, interesting. You ate a bite of that salad earlier, but yes. it's full now. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I know everyone's been pointing out my reverse head. <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw like a viral on TikTok. Yeah. You know, like this. And then now I've watched it and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. But um, last time, what Deepthi and I had talked about was our culture is playing a big role on television, especially with our parents watching and supporting. And I don't know if your culture is similar. I, I was just talking to um, I was just talking to someone and they were saying both our cultures are very similar in terms of how we're brought up, immigrant parents and everything. But you know, how did that play out on screen and stuff? And do you think you were able to be your true self or were you more contained because knowing your family and parents and everything we're watching? Yeah. So it's definitely, I definitely held back on some conversations just, um, in respect for my family that was watching, particularly just when the cameras were around, but I think privately, you know, I'd have those kind of like deeper conversations with Shane. Yeah. There's some things where, you know, you want to represent, I want to represent my community in a positive light, but I also mm-hmm. want to represent my family in a positive light too. So there's some things that I held back in front of the camera. Yeah. But I think in terms of a culturally, how that impacted me, um, you know, uh, being also the daughter of two immigrant parents. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it was really tough going through this experience and, oh and um, knowing that, you know, you want to be very honest and put your authentic self out there, but also knowing that you're representing a community that you don't really see on reality TV. Um, and also, like, telling a story of, you know, for, at least for me, being a second-generation Korean-American. Yeah. Um, and how do you how do you break out of the stereotypes that exist as well? Because yeah. um, I think my biggest fear was that that we would be stereotyped by boxed in. Thought so too. I was worried. I was worried. I'm so glad we weren't. I'm so glad we really tried to tell our stories as authentically as possible. You guys changed the game for like reality. I have never seen reality TV stars who are just like, aside of being families, you see family karma, you see Bling Empire, they're families. The entire cast is South Asian, Asian, everything. But now you have people on a normal show like The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Love is Blind, and they're like, us (laughs) they look like us and they're real like us absolutely and I think like each experience is so different because of course I identify as South Indian but there's so many other pockets to my culture right like Mm -hmm. it's like I grew up here so there's a lot of that has seeped into who I am as well so it's like I don't want people to just box me into just that it's like we can have all these different cultures and and you know experiences that shape us into who we are and just being authentically ourselves I think it resonates with a lot of people and and I'm so happy about that yeah I think I asked you when we were out to dinner too I was like was it weird to like have your parents watch this back and like some topics like you were saying were brought up and stuff I get like really nervous like on my podcast we talk about things like sex and dating and then sex is not talked about in my household and stuff like that so how was that just like your parents did you have to have a conversation with your parents beforehand you know it's really weird because um I was worried about that because obviously I talk about sex in a very like 
intimate with Sheik on, yeah. in some of the yeah. scenes. So um, I actually talked to my my siblings about it, and I was like, <laughs> "Do you think I should have a conversation with mom and dad?" Like, and they were like, "You know what? Like, if it's important to you, I think you should." But again, I think as you know, as Asian or South yeah. Asian, yeah women and whatever this yeah. culture it's so taboo to talk about it but we have to normalize yeah, it literally. we really do i've I never know. seen my parents kiss yeah dude same lips. ever never wow. and it's like that's crazy to me and so it's great that my brother and my sister-in-law like yeah. do that in front of them and it's like i love that because yeah. we, we have to change the stigma around it because it's a big part of our lives yeah another thing we also talk about in our podcast a lot is like mental health and obviously going on a reality tv show and then seeing trolls and everything can be super just like hard on one person's mental health so how's that how has your journey been for your mental health before the show after the show now you know <laughs> After filming, my mental health was probably at the lowest place, and thankfully I turned to therapy and my support system with my friends and family to kind of get me through it, Um, because it's really tough, just, you know, such a unique but such an emotional experience that really took us, like, up and down emotionally, Um, but again, even with the show coming out, too, going from zero to hundred in terms of public attention, that I feel like that took an emotional toll, too, because you... um, like you mentioned, it's, you know, you've got like trolls um, and it's, it's hard to not be impacted um, by the negative feedback, but also what I experience a lot of is racism. The fate of a futuristic desert kingdom rests in the hands of a princess desperate for power and an assassin with a dark secret in The Phoenix King by Barna Varma. A novel smoldering with politics, romance, morally gray characters, magic, and technology in an immersive Indian-inspired science fantasy world. This book from Hachette Book Group features jaw-dropping world-building, slow-burn romance, badass female queens, and gorgeous interior art. The Phoenix King was previously self-published as The Boy with Fire in August of 2021, but Orbit's newly revised and edited edition, complete with a new title, has been released and both the book and author are wildly popular on TikTok. It was also named one of the best new fantasies of 2023 by Pace Magazine, io9, and Pop Sugar, and it was named an Amazon Best Science Fiction and Fantasy of September slash an editor's pick. Check it out now at the links in our episode notes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you share surprised. like more about that? Because I, I yeah. feel like that's a huge topic we need to yeah. talk about. Like in, in my DMs, when yeah. the show initially came out, you know, I people would call me like chink and yeah. say like you're you have such a flat face on tv oh and you could say it was like it was like a very racially charged what um messages so that was really tough because that's not something i fully experienced until the show came yeah out, where you realize like you know most there's some people in this world that aren't that nice yeah. and um so it's hard for that not to take a on you initially I feel like moments like that kind of take me personally back to my childhood where I was embarrassed to be Indian and we always talk about this and I'm like oh he wore henna one time to school and people were just like you have a disease after a wedding I came back and just so rude to me and then I was proud of my culture all of a sudden we embraced it and then things like this take us back like five steps yeah Yeah, I remember you know experiencing similar things um, growing up especially in a predominantly white Mm -hmm. neighborhood But then also during the pandemic as well, I kind of experienced it. But I think the level that I experienced it when the show came out was really tough. Getting just like thousands of DMs about just making fun of how I looked or hearing those like derogatory terms um, 
was a lot to like go through not more so like impact like I never let the words truly impact me but just knowing there are people who are just so mean and willing to hit that low level yeah yeah that's hard what about for you like did you experience anything similar um you know I I didn't experience a lot of racism or anything but honestly I've gotten a lot of positive feedback after it and I was very surprised by that but I would get a lot of Indian men being very condescending towards me it's because it's because oh my gosh I don't even know how to describe it it's because you know why yeah it's all of the things that like Indian men are just trained and taught to do with toxic masculinity exactly exactly and it's like I will say it's not all Indian men yeah because there has been some Indian men that have been like very supportive yeah but all of my hate messages have come from Indian men yeah and it's been like really bad but you know you have to remember at the end of the day like you know what like that's an insecurity that they're projecting onto me and I get it like change is hard when women are coming into their power and they're doing something outside of a marriage or a relationship and you're not living just for your husband yeah it scares them and exactly it's not a normal thing in culture and so I think it's really important that we normalize that we we talk about stuff like that because yeah that's the only way that we can change it's it's uncomfortable but we have to progress and you know get better at like understanding people's perspectives yeah we're human we're not just you know objects for you to desire like I think the worst part is I was in your um both of your Instagrams and just scrolling and like reading and all the TikToks and stuff to help talk to you guys and prepare for this episode but I feel like the worst comment I see people write in general is like you deserve so and so or you deserve this it's like no one deserves trauma to happen to them and no one deserves anything like that and so I'm like where do these people even like where where are these comments coming from yeah honestly I think they just don't understand the the severe not the severity but like the entirety of the situation yeah it's like they're seeing these pockets of our personalities and they're seeing like slices of our lives like being aired but like we're so much more than just like those 10-15 minutes on an episode yeah and it's like and you know it's easy to sit behind a keyboard and just write out like things but I just again remember that it is a projection of their own insecurities it's like something within them that they feel negative about that they have to like be that outspoken you know yeah like I would never leave a negative comment on anyone's page even if I thought even if I'm anonymous or something like it's like you created an account to be a troll to hurt someone anytime I look at a negative comment on my things I will go to the page and I'm like I'm out like you're not you're not I'm like who are you guys be confident enough to be yourself if you're gonna say something like this, uh, you know, like own your yeah. words, own your words. <laughs> but but I, I honestly think it's because people don't see us as real human beings. Yeah, I think yeah. They watch us as characters. Yeah. Of the show. No, that's like, so many people talk about that. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, I didn't like this character, and I'm like, I even had to. I swear, before y'all and before when I was watching reality TV and started yeah. this podcast, I used to think of reality TV stars as characters as well because I'm like, they're I'm just watching a character. Yeah. But it's like, no, these are real people, yeah. real lives, and you really, really have to understand that. And you have to give them compassion and everything and give them, you know, you're seeing this much of y'all on TV. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think people need to realize, like, we really put ourselves out there, but we're real human beings. Like, people truly forget about that. Uh, But, okay, so now overall, you did the show. After the altar's done, is there an after after the altar that we don't know about? No. Absolutely not. We're ready for season three. Let's go. Season three. Are you happy you did the show and, like, everything that came out of it? Like, what were – give me your overall, like, unfiltered thoughts of, like, the whole process and now reaching the end, finally. Yeah. Yeah, tell on, tell us. I'm so happy we did it (laughs) because, one, it taught us about ourselves and, you know, um, what we're looking for in relationships and, um, and, 
like and two like it brought us so many amazing friendships yeah. we've been talking about this all day like uh, you know the amount of love that we have within our friend group of us five girls have really 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 bonded and it's going to be a lifetime bond like these girls will be in my wedding like yeah you know, like, it's it's so special that you know we've gotten this type of outcome yeah yeah, yeah. i mean no regrets with doing the show it was so tough but we were talking about this a few days ago with, um, you know, Danielle, yeah. uh, Ayana, and Mallory, but I would have done this over and over again, like the good and the bad, the ups and downs, and all kind of the emotional roller coaster we went through just to meet the women I have. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. It was truly all worth it. Do you think love is blind, though? Or do you think this, pro- I know, you probably got asked this, like, Evelyn yeah, has yeah. the most cliche question, but I have to ask it because the show is, like, about, you know, love is blind, and we... Also, another thing we talked about was, like, our my parents had an arranged marriage, so love yeah. was kind of blind to them. Yeah. And they believe in the process because they don't believe in divorce. They are yes. going to make it work no matter what. So, like, do you, what, what are your thoughts about love being blind and this whole thing? You know, I still think love is blind. I think okay. um, even though the outcomes weren't what we wanted or what we hoped yeah. for, I think we still fell in love in those pots. Yeah. I yeah. think that wow. initial connection was still made. Um, so I think there was a love there and in that way love is blind yeah I think for me I think love can be blind if the right person is there for the for that reason right like yeah. I think it takes a it takes a special type of person to understand that like an emotional connection mm-hmm. or you know your values and who you are to the core yeah. is more important than physical um, appearance because physical appearance changes like yeah and so are you going to hold on to that or are you going to hold on to who someone truly is yeah so I think if someone is willing to look past that then I think really love can be blind I think I think that's why they should have vetted people better because I feel like on the show honestly like some people I I was watching the show I'm like yo this person does not think love is blind this person absolutely thinks I want to visualize please go on to our channel or some other show where you can see that oh my god but the other thing I was saying was actually about shake and stuff and I wanted to ask like oh yeah I know really I don't 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 know yeah. <laughs> but like I feel like a lot of times like the, your name is still being brought up in a lot of conversations how are you dealing with that because that's I feel frustrated for you I want to text you every time you're like, Did you yeah. See this? yeah um honestly I I haven't blocked but it is tough sometimes to read those things because it's like this is somebody who I truly cared about yeah last, and he expressed that he you know, was my friend, but this is not how you treat somebody. Yeah. And I think he's honestly, I, I feel sad for him because I think he is in such a hurt place mm-hmm. because he feels betrayed or something. I, I don't know exactly what his thought process is, but again, it's not my energy. It's his karma, what he's doing and putting out into the world. Yeah. I wish him nothing but the best, but I, I choose not to even think about him or give him any energy whatsoever. You both sound like you're in such a positive, like healing, therapeutic yeah. place. And it makes oh, yeah. me just so happy. Before we wrap up, I got to ask last question so you're not doing obviously after or after after the altar yeah. but if there is such a thing but what is up and coming in your life that you can tease to all my listeners yeah. and I know you just wrote a book so maybe yeah. I'm holding it right yeah. now so, so maybe you can talk a little bit about it and then Natalie you can tell me what you're yeah. up to um, honestly I poured my heart and soul out into this book yes. it's not just about the love is blind experience yeah. it's about you know, all the, um, you know, obstacles and mistakes and the hurdles that I went through to build my confidence and to build my self-esteem because I did not have that when I was younger because we've talked about yeah. this. You know, I became very whitewashed and, and I just recently started to realize that the uniqueness that comes with our culture is so important and 
um, amazing and we have to embrace that. So it's, yeah, it's like my entire life story and, you know, hopefully it just resonates with one person and and lets them know that they're not alone. My sister was reading it on the way. She's actually going to meet her tonight. Yeah, I know, but she was reading it and it definitely resonates with her. So that's one person. There you go. We are done. Yeah, no, I I finished it yesterday. Uh, I I even cried through it. So it's it's such an inspirational book. I'm proud of you. And what about you, Natalie? One more thing to wrap up our podcast. I have nothing going on. (laughs) Just trying to transition back to normal life. So... Yeah, that's, um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, Maybe a book for me one day. (laughs) Um, I don't think a book. I was like, you know, I'm very uninteresting for this. You know, I'm just looking forward to getting back to normal life and enjoying the times you know, I'm yeah. with my best friends. So we're going to take some trips and travel, yeah. baby. Yes. Let's go. Well, thank you all for being on our podcast. Thank and you guys are amazing. And I'm so excited for whatever the future holds. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> of course. Yay. Yeah.